All right, everybody, thank you for jumping on with us for our Tri-State Training Day podcast. I got my man, an elite producer, Jonah Lewis, FFL, Prosper Financial. And he is just a stone-cold, I want to say killer, but it just sounds brutal. But he does a great job protecting families in our business. And, you know, I got some time with you at convention, Jonah, just to kind of talk and, and go through some of your business and... Um, I'm impressed, bro, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy to have you on here. So how you doing today, bro? Good, man. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Well, it's an honor to have you on. And, you know, gotten to see you at convention, um, talk on stage, and, and then got some one-on-one time with you. I mean, your trajectory is going north, and I'm excited about what you're doing. But anyone who's helping 700-plus families in a year is doing great things and understands consistency and understands discipline. And I think a lot of times, Jonah, what we're trying to do is instill those things, consistency and discipline, as best we can into as many people as we can because we know if they do that, they're going to do well in life, right? They're going to do well here anyway. Um, So when you think about some of the things that have kind of put you in this place of dominating your schedule, dominating the basics, buying leads consistently. What, what, what helped make that up for you on this journey? Number one is being in a healthy state of mind. And for me, it all starts, it just starts by taking care of yourself and just goes back to basic stuff, you know, on, you know, taking care of your body, eating clean, working out, you know, reading your Bible, meditating on, you know, whatever you do spiritually, you know, when you're, um, when you're doing, when you really hone in on that aspect of your life, you know, that helps you in every other trajectory and gives you that consistency, gives you that efficiency, gives you that clarity of mind that you need to really propel forward in business. Yeah, it's strong. I mean, again, back to mindset and, and taking care of that thing. I mean, it's so important. I mean, it's so simple, but it's everything. <laughs> I know, right? It's so important, man. You know, but, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, Let's talk about Prosper Financial. You know, um, when you decided that you're going to become an elite producer and try to help 60-plus families a month, that was a decision. It was obviously based on the rhythm that you had and how many hours that would take and how many leads that would take. But when you decided to do that, and it created a consistency not only in mindset but also consistency in, in cash flow. And you and I both know consistency in cash flow allows your brain to kind of open up and think about things you want to do. And part of our business involves business building. So what made you want to start building a business? Man, you know, honestly, Mark, so when I, I'll go back to when I first started, to be honest, I didn't want to build a business (laughs) and I didn't want to be responsible responsible for anybody. I just wanted to go out, write a bunch of business myself, make a bunch of money. And that was that. But you know, I've been, you know, after doing that for a while, you know, it gets a little old and, you know, I got a few of my good buddies into the business and I was like, man, you know, this is honestly a lot more fun doing it with other people and building it with other people. (laughs) And then, and then I just obviously saw like the overrides and, you know, the past income from that. And I'm like, you know, I would really, um, I would actually really like to enjoy building. And so that's the, um, you know, I hit Hall of Fame the past two years, written a decent amount of life insurance. So I'm going to focus this year is building the business and helping and serving others and putting them in a better position. Because really, 
I mean, it's like, I mean, this opportunity changed my life. I was making 14, 15 an hour before this. And if I'm not helping and sharing and providing other people with this vehicle and showing them how to do it, then I really am being selfish. That's interesting. And um, so how long ago did it, did that thought process become challenging enough to change your behavior? Mm, about a year ago, same last year. Did you have anyone with you on your team prior to that or was it just you? I did. About how many? I people? did. I had a few people. And honestly, I had a bad taste in my mouth towards hiring and towards recruiting because I hired the wrong people. Mm. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I hired people that weren't serious. And so that put a bad taste in my mouth, but made a couple of mistakes, failed a little bit, and made some tweaks and adjustments and, you know, finally doing the right thing. And I mean, like what I told you at convention, finally finding, more importantly, finding the right people to work with. That's amazing. So let's talk about it, man. Um, you finally have your mind right on building. You want to do it. You're excited about helping other people. You want to see other people win. You, you feel it's more fun to do this with others. Amen. I love it. I mean, I feel the same exact way. And it, when that gets in you, it's different, right? So what are some things that you're putting into place for 2023 to be massive when it comes to building a business? What are some of your recruiting strategies, um, onboarding strategies? How are you looking at this thing right now? Yeah, it's um. I actually have a very, I don't know, I don't know if you like this or not, Mark, but I have a very non-conventional style towards hiring. I mean, I shared it with you at convention, and because I, you know, I had the whole deal where I had a recruiter, and you know, we we're putting 25, 50 people a week through the course, and you know, some of them would, some of them wouldn't work out, and it was um, like to be honest, it was exhausting. <laughs> and I know some people that do that. I know some people are successful with that, but for me is like, I only want to work with people that, you know, we align the same values and I would much rather build this right and build this solid than build it fast. Like, of course I want to build it fast. And of course I want to be big, but I'm more focused on quality. Yeah. So anybody I do hire, that I think it would be a good fit. Obviously you, know, you want to make sure that you're putting them in a better position as well. Because of course, nobody's going to join this, you know, coming from what they were doing to this and putting themselves in the worst position. So you want to make sure it's a good position for them. Obviously, a good position for you, you know, because you, as you're aware, Mark, you know, we're all busy. You know, I'm writing business. You know, you got, you know, we all have things to do and we all have responsibilities. So it's like, when really to get a guy good and to get somebody onboarded into writing 30, 40, 50 grand, you know, families a month, you've got to like pour a lot of time and energy. That. And before you do that, I would much rather invest that time upfront in that person and take them through, you know, two, three, even four hiring interviews and making sure it is a good fit mutually, then just bring them on board. And then I'm wasting my time on the back. And so I'm, I'm a lot more struck on who I hire. I want to make sure anybody we bring on, I can bring the right, you know, have the right resources and energy to pour into them, to make sure they are successful. And honestly, it's, it's a lot more fun. It's what's working for me. Yeah. And by the way, um, quality equals quantity. You know, we went to a, fra a phrase like, like I used to say for 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 nine, maybe ten, eight years, I want to hire a quantity of quality. So what that means, mm -hmm. Jonah, is if we could hire a hundred quality people today, we'll do it. The fact of the matter is, is you can't hire a hundred quality people today. <laughs> you just can't. Those odds. Sorry. 
hard. Yeah, those odds don't make that much sense. So I got to a point in my career where we were, like you said, it's exhausting. And it's not really a quantity of quality. So we got to a point about a year and a half ago, we said quality over everything. Meaning like mm-hmm. if it's not, if we don't vet them, if we don't take the opportunity away from them, if they don't fight back for the opportunity, if they're not warm market, then it's like we don't want to work. We don't need to work with them because you can't just work with everyone, right? So when you hire the right people, you actually put more torque on the business. So it's not really building it slow. It just feels like it starts slow. But when you hire the right people, that momentum picks up quick, you know. And not everyone you hire that you think is the right person is going to do it. But if you keep stacking the deck with quality, you can't lose. So we don't hire quantity either. I mean, it doesn't make it does just doesn't make sense in our business because it's a you can hire everyone. But so when you think about that strategy and how it's playing out right now, you're building it with people that you like, you know, and you're building it with people with like values. So when you start the landscape of going from 250 families a month, which is where you're surfacing now, to trying to go to 1,000 families a month, what are some processes you're putting in place, not just for you, but for your team and some of your leaders that are also looking to take this thing to the top with you? Yeah, uh, good question. So obviously, so the goal is to show them how to write enough you know, pay their bills and have some extra and put them in their financial position. But on top of that, you know, just tapping into the own market. Because yeah. we were talking about this at convention markets, you know, the best quality people you're going to find are people that you already know. Mm-hmm. So we're, um, so we're really working on you know, tapping into my own market and then as well as their own market and who they know. And you know, it's the same thing, you know, we're bringing them through a three-step, three, four interviews, three-step hiring process very structured and seeing if it's a good fit, you know, and I do a lot of hiring bucks and a lot of times it's not a good fit and it's like, no worries. We right. won't be working together. But you know, if you, if you do align with our core values and you do align with what we're looking for and you are hungry and humble and you want to put yourself in a better position, then you know, great. Well, uh, which I'm ordered and everything you can to make sure you're successful. How simple is that, man? It, it, it doesn't take the prep, like, doesn't it take the, the nonsensical pressure off. Yeah. Right. And then when you think about, again, it's not just, Hey, Tom, I hired Tom, Tom's warm market. Tom's warm market has warm market. And the sharpest, how were you hired, Jonah? I was actually hired cold. Through what? ZipRecruiter. Really? So it does work. <laughs> it does work. Everything works a little bit. It we, does work. Listen, Ivan Bedroff is technically from Cold Market, so uh, I am out at that. But uh, okay, so and then who your your top few people? How did you hire them? One market, one market, and then I hired them. Well, on Instagram too, mix of one market and Instagram. Okay. And we know you don't DM someone and they go, "Yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's go." They, you know. Instagram usually it becomes one market because you have to get to know each other and they take some, they take some time at times, right? They don't just run into your arms all the time. Yeah. Correct. Are you messaging a lot right now on Instagram? Yes. 
what is what is your what is a form of a, a message that you'll use introductory to try to get someone's attention? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I target. I like to target a lot of gym doors because I enjoy working out. And that's something I align with. So I recommend targeting a niche that you actually enjoy, whether it's cooking or whatever it is. So for me, it's gym doors, and I just shoot them a DM. I'm like, you know, hey, you're crushing the gym, or you're crushing the gym. You know, keep it up. Um, you know, what are you doing for work? Or you keep your options open. And then you know, we'll go back and forth a bit. You know, we'll hop on a call up on an interview, very traditional, um, find out what they're doing, find out what they're looking for, what their values are, and if it makes sense. So is it that direct and that simple? That's your intro? Correct. And what are you looking for? People that are hardworking, that are hungry, disciplined, have integrity, and want to put themselves and their family in a better position. Got it. And then when you're when you are targeting people who go to the gym, that to me, that to you is your profile makeup because because they're already working out. Yes. Yes. And do you find yourself? What do you, would you say is your success ratio on that message? And in, in other words, how many people generally, if you send out a hundred, how many do you start dialoguing with? I send out a hundred. Um, about four or five of them will respond and I'll probably hop on a call with one or two. That's very interesting. How often do you send out a hundred messages? 50 a day. Okay. So two days. Okay. That's good. You start feeding that pipeline. I like that. It's methodical. And do you ever get like, um, you know, back lag where people, you know, kind of show back up. Like once you start doing 50, that's 350 messages a week. That starts to compound after a few months. What is, what has that been like that follow up and follow through? I mean, it's been good. You know, I'm not getting as many leads as I want to be honest with you, Mark. Mm -hmm. I'd obviously like more, um, but Instagram caps and my DMs didn't send out, Mm. but the leads I'm getting their quality. I mean, I'm having good conversations and, but ultimately it's people like me that I can actually relate to. And, you know, we have the same values. We're aligned the same way. We have the same way of thinking. We have the same way of things in common. And for that, it's just like natural. Like it just makes sense to be working together. You know, when you genuinely enjoy being around somebody versus, you know, for me, you know, I was hiring people that, you know, are 40 and 50 years old with four kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's great, but I'm not married. I don't have kids. <laughs> and I'm not 50 years old. So it's hard for me to really connect with you on that level and build a business with you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I really enjoy what you just said. Um, wow, that's good. That's actually deeper than it came across. So you're saying that your former way of hiring was bringing you everyone. And your current way of hiring is bringing people that value a lot of the things you value. That's very strong. I hope people are listening to that. Because essentially you're targeting your people and you relate to them well, so it's easy to talk to them however you talk to them or however they talk to you. The language is very much similar. They're youthful, they're 
they work out. There's all these things that you discussed, which is not like rocket science, but it sure takes, it sure puts the fun, it sure puts the battery in your back to, to go out and do oh, whatever. I- Those conversations are just better conversations. And when you're doing it that way, I mean, it doesn't even feel like work. That's awesome. I, mean, I do this all day, every day. That's really this good. This is what I did. That's amazing. I love, yeah. I love that. Um, let's talk about it because you are a guy who helps a lot of families, you know. So when you're hiring people and you're trying to show them how you sell as much as you do and, and how they can do the same if they go to work, what are some things you're doing? Now you got these people, they're out of class, they're ready to rip. What's what happens then, Jonah? What 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 are your what are your processes from there to get them rolling? Yeah, so you know if they're local, obviously in the office, Mondays and Thursdays for sure, um, if not more. Um, of course, have to be in the office mandatory. I wouldn't hire you if you weren't willing to. Um, you know if they're not local, we're on Zoom, seven thirty a.m. If you're not on Zoom, you know I make that very clear. You have to be on Zoom. Don't hire you. Not willing to be on Zoom. Not 7:35, not 7:30, 7:30. Making our first dial, and then, um, and then they're, you know, they're shadow or doing role play. Um, if they're, if they're not local, it's tough. So a lot of times I get guys to come in to Chicago and just shadow me in the field and come in, in person because I'm big on that in-person connection. Mm. Um, that's a big deal to me. Um, but if not, you know, we'll just be going through their home on Zoom, dialing together on Zoom, pretty much everything together on Zoom, and then my local guys, like I said. I'm bringing in the car with me, bring them out in the field. Um, I'm all telesales now, so I'm actually not in the field anymore. So I just got guys in the office with me. They'll sit in my office and or on Zoom, and they'll just listen to me help families and do my thing. Now, are you doing, I love it, telesales. And by the way, you know, with the Zoom slash people in the office, yes, they learn faster, and you can train more people at once. Um, are you doing a call to close, or are you doing booking appointments? I'm doing booking appointments. All tele, though, not Zoom. Well, so I'll do a mix of both. Okay. So I do all three. So I prefer to get them on a FaceTime or a Zoom. Okay. Just so you have that personal connection with them. Um, but obviously, if they're 75 and they're not used to technology, then we'll take care of them. Got it. But okay. prefer either FaceTime or Zoom. Got it. What are you doing to keep your appointment ratios intact? Excuse me, your show ratio intact um, on a, in a virtual platform? What are some of the things you're doing to still hit your numbers? and ensure, ensure the level of success you, you desire? Yeah, that's a great question because that was actually something I, that was my big struggle transitioning from in-home to telesales. Because obviously you've all had those appointments where you ship to the house, oh, we forgot about our appointment, but all right, you're here to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same on telesales. <laughs> so you really got to really tie it down a lot more. Um, so one thing I did is actually have my calendar set up. So it sends them a text when I book the appointment. It sends them a text 12 hours before the appointment. And it sends them a text an hour before. And then I'm personally reaching out to them 30 minutes before on my cell phone. So I see like the blue text emoji. It's not green, it's blue. Hmm. Tell them the real person and reaching them 30 minutes before. I just send the reminder of our appointment in 30 minutes. And then on the phone, um, and I tell them, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm busy. I mean, I got 10 families to see tomorrow. Is there any reason you would not be able to speak at 5 p.m.? Got it. Okay, the reason I ask that is because if, if something did come up, please let me know. 
Because obviously, if you don't make that appointment, John, that is a spot we're taking away from another family that does need our help. Mm. So we'll be present. All right, perfect. And I'm giving him all my information. Um, I also like to give him a security code. I'm like, hey, so write the security code down, and I'm actually going to need you to keep that safe with the appointment details because I'm going to need, need that to proceed for the appointment tomorrow. Mm. Right. So I'm just using little tie-downs like that, and everything works a little bit. Yeah, very strong uh, processes, tie-downs, and obviously you're teaching us at scale. When you see, you know, the success rate that you're able to have and you see – you know, people starting to have some level of success. How fast are you introducing them to recruiting? Um, before I waited too long, to be honest with you. So now it's right away. Like right when they make their first sale, I'm like, hey, who do you know that you know potentially benefit from this? Or who do you know that's struggling in their job, looking for something different, maybe they're an employee, maybe they want to be employed for them on their self, you know, being controlled their schedule, their time and their income. And not be salary. And honestly, there's a lot. There's a lot more people than you think. So typically, after they make their first sale, they're excited. That's what I'm having them reaching their warm market and set up calls, doing the interview process. Da da da. Dude, just a complete stud on you know the process and where it's going. What are your goals for 2023? When you look at the personal production side. And then your business, Prosper Financial, what do you see for that in 2023? Um, well, number one is I want to be doing 1,000 families a month as soon as possible. So my main goal this year is building, building the business. Uh, that's number one. Um, secondly, of course, the Hall of Fame. Um, I'll probably write five, 600,000. But really, like right now, um, like I said, my main goal is building the business. So like, I mean, pretty much how my schedule works is structured as of now. And I focus on helping 10 to, 10 to 15 families a week as fast as possible. So I can spend the rest of that time building the business, forming agents, Got it. and helping them. Got it. So you're, you're, you're not a guy that's just going to run his schedule no matter what. You're going to get to your goal as fast as you can for the week and then move the time. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. Okay. How do you? Well, that was me last year. Uh, well, so last year I was running my schedule no matter what. Okay. So I had my schedule. I had my schedule but this year. Understood. So and last year you helped almost eight hundred families. So your talent. You're saying, hey, I, I don't need to go to that level of production because I don't want it to take away from my business building. I'm going to continue to prove the model, continue to stay profitable by helping 40, 50 families a month, and I'm going to take that remainder of time and I'm going to focus it on. Mentoring agents and, and recruiting, yes? Yes, correct. It's a great transition, Jonah, because it doesn't, like some guys whittle down to like helping 20 families a month while trying to, I'm like, why would you shock your own cash flow when it's relatively simple for you to, 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 to make that? Um, and there's a lot of time in the week. You know, utilize your time right. You know, so I love this model here of, you know, helping 500 plus families a year and building a business. Dude, I see this thing exploding for you. God willing. God willing. That is the goal. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you 
for pouring in again. And dude, you're doing this at a very young age. It's very attractive and oppressive. Um, I think a lot of people would want to follow you, you know. So, you know, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and wanted to work with you, what would be a plug? What, what's a, what, how can they find you? Yeah, for sure. So just shoot me a text. My number is 605, area code 400-6716. Or else I don't really use Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, Jonah period Lewis. And that's where to find me. That's awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for jumping on our Training Day podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. We love you. Jonah, you the man, brother. Appreciate you.